Hi, this is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guests are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statements said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com. Tony, you're on. Welcome, Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today's March 13th, Sunday, and we got a great show lined up for you here today. As you all know, St. Patrick's Day is the 17th, so we're here celebrating St. Patrick's Day with some of our, with well, we hope to get some of our fellow Irish folks on here. Right now, we got one big one, the biggest Irishman of them all, Mr. Chris Connolly out of Suffolk. Thank you for joining us, Chris. What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, another day in paradise, Chris. What can I tell you? We're just here. Uh, we all just heard. little guy? What's up, baby? I'll give you my big pot of gold. Oh, thank you, Greg Kerwood, for uh, joining us on the show. I see we got also Joni Lane Miller and uh, Lou Barbone is there quietly listening. Um, hey, Greg, uh, what uh, nationality are you, sir? Are you also Irish? Uh, probably about half Irish, I would say. Okay, so you got a little <laughs> Irish in your blood. Kerwood comes from Wales, actually, but my the other half was mostly Irish. All righty. Do you do a so big why celebration? Are you my nationality. I'm Irish, too. Well, well that's because you're black Irish, Jamie. I already know okay. that. <laughs> As you notice, I'm wearing my uh, Union Power Radio Irish shirt. See, there you go. Yep, yep. Those are on sale there. Okay. 
<laughs> Hector is officially uh, getting some of the merch out there, uh, some of the Union Power Radio uh, Irish shirts for anybody who, one of our Irish members who feels like purchasing them, you can always uh, email Union Power Radio or contact Hector through his DM or myself and we'll get in touch and we'll get you one out there. There he is, Mr. David Allen from the Roswell Hub. David Allen, by any chance, are you also a little bit Irish there? You're on mute right now. You're on mute. All right. Is that better? Way better. How you guys doing today? All right, brother. No, uh, not Irish at all. <laughs> okay, just checking. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, we just did a show with um, David Allen. Me and Hector were on talking about social media and the issues of social media and how it affects us at the workplace. Um, but before we dip a little dip deeper into that, let's talk about the biggest Irishman of all right now, the IBT soon to be president, Mr. Sean O'Brien, who what just mean, had. What do you mean soon to be president? He is the IBT president. Remember, he well, already he already got elected. He already won, but he you know, won. on the twentieth, it's official. Um, twenty second. Twenty second. Twenty second. So it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> So uh, basically, he just had his last transition uh, meeting for all of us. And I think these transition meetings, they have been short, but they have been good. We have never had a president in the past ever give us any type of transitional updates at all. So I think that that shows a sense of transparency, something we haven't had in the past. And um, while you guys were listening, uh, I'll start with uh, Chris Connolly. Did you get a chance to listen in on O'Brien's transition? I just rushed home from the gym. The girlfriend and I were at the gym. We just came. We just rushed home for this. All right. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank yep. you for joining. I can, I can play. No I can play it. I can play it right now. It's only about six, seven seconds, seven minutes. You know what? Let's play it real quick so that everybody here could listen to a little bit of what was said there, and then we could discuss. I appreciate everybody taking the time to get on this call. This is our final transition call update. Um, we're approaching our final week of the transition before we officially get sworn in uh, next a week from Tuesday. Uh, we've been getting right into the specifics of how the departments work within the IBT, how that we can focus on consolidating uh, some of these departments working together. There's always been a culture uh, at the IBT where a lot of information, a lot of services have been siloed instead of shared between departments. So we've been focusing on that. And the whole goal is to make sure that the IBT and the departments, whatever the local unions and joint council need, are going to be efficient, but will be spot on. One of the biggest uh, goals we have, and we are going to make this happen, is to make sure that our departments, our IBT, are going to be in constant communication with the locals, joint councils, and our members. Um, we've got a great workforce down there. One of the things through the transition is, you know, you get to know a lot of the departments, you get to know a lot of the people. We do have a large talent pool down there that I think is going to be utilized properly. We're going to empower them so that they are enthusiastic about the Teamsters Union, enthusiastic about our members, uh, and they are going to be very user-friendly, um, very proud of the workforce we have there right now, and um, pretty sure we're going to do great things there. Since the last call, uh, or since previous calls, we've been updating on um, divisions and departments, and the last two weeks since our last call, uh, we have been focused on the UPS division, and we are going to have a whole different structure uh, and a whole different uh, staffing level. Uh, we're gonna increase staffing in that department so that we can obviously represent our members to the best of our abilities. We will have a full-time office coordinator 
in the office, he or she will be making sure that um, the office is running efficiently, making sure that the office is servicing our members, our locals. Um, we will also have a grievance coordinator, Matt Higdon. Um, he will coordinate all the national uh, grievance panels and oversee the local uh, grievance panels to ensure that we are sharing information uh, regionally, um, making sure that we are consistent with filing grievances, making certain that we are filing the right grievances, uh, and ensuring that we have the right leadership on all these panels. You know, we've got a big, big task ahead of us with UPS, and for far too long, um, a lot of these grievance panels haven't been uh, run properly and or, um, you know, we haven't got resolutions to our members' uh, grievances in a timely manner. That is going to change. I am going to put in a, we have put in a, per, a regional uh, approach where we're going to have regional directors in the east, it'll be Vinnie Perone, and assistant director will be Joe Fody. In the south, Donnie West and Thor Johnson will both run the south regional panels. In the central, it'll be Dennis, um, James DeWeese and Dennis Roberts uh, will be running the central. And in the west, it'll be Mark Davidson and Victor Mineros will also uh, be running the, running the west. And we are going to coordinate, we're going to staff those regions with also IBT reps so that we will have an army of representation um, when we deal with UPS regionally. And that'll give us the ability to coordinate what issues uh, are happening. You know, if UPS is doing something in one area, you can bet they're gonna try in some other areas. So I think this is gonna be a great approach. Um, and again, each division will be assigned international reps uh, to help assist locals. We are gonna engage in training. Uh, mock panels will be utilized the education department. We're going to utilize the organizing department. We start the contract campaigns. Uh, this is going to be an all out, all out effort, uh, utilizing every department, every division and every talent pool that we have. The article 40 committee will be chaired by vice president James Wright. I think we've been clear during our messaging, uh, during the campaign and through the transition transition that we want, um, general executive board members to be working general executive board members. So they will be in charge of divisions, uh, maybe in charge of uh, committees. Uh, so James Wright will head the Article 40 committee. Article 43 committee will be chaired by Kyle Snodgrass out of Local 413. The technology committee will be chaired by Tim McDonald out of Local 480. The safety and health committee will be chaired by Rob Reddix. And the 9-5 committee will be chaired by Joe Fody, who was also the assistant director in the East. Um, the UPS contract campaign, as soon as we get the division up and running, we will start to build that campaign. We're going to utilize rank and file members during this campaign. We're going to develop a team and a strategy to best take on our biggest opponent, which is UPS. Um, we're going to utilize the organizing department. You know, a lot of times when I said earlier, all these divisions and departments were run separately. We're going to pool resources. We're going to pool abilities to make sure that we get the best contract for our members um, at UPS. And then one other announcement is the legislative department uh, will be run by Jim Donovan. He will be the director. This is gonna be a, a tough task coming out of the gate. We've got midterm elections. Uh, we've got a lot of contested elections. As you know, um, the, 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 the politics play a big role in what we need to do moving forward, whether it's organizing Amazon, trying to change independent contractor laws, making sure that we pick the right candidates. I'm proud uh, of what the legislative department is going to look like under 
uh, Brother Donovan's uh, directorship. But I'm just proud about having this opportunity a week away to run the best union in the entire world. Uh, we've got a lot of trials and tribulations ahead of us. We've got a lot of challenges. And I know uh, there's, there's, a, there's a thirst uh, to get in those trenches and start fighting, and we're ready to do that. Look, we are going to make mistakes uh, moving forward. Everybody makes them, right? But uh, I always say it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing every day, uh, expecting a different result. We are not going to be that leadership team. If something's not working, we're going to find a way to make it work, change gears, and move in a different direction if need be. I truly appreciate this opportunity. I look forward uh, to representing our rank and file members day in and day out. I look forward to taking on corporate America. I look forward to the fight. And like I always said during the campaign, when you're on the Teamsters Union, you want to fight with us, put your helmet on, buckle your chin strap. It's a full contact sport. Thank you very much and enjoy your Sunday. Well, there you have it. I mean, there was a lot of things I could touch on there, but I want to hear from you guys first. Um, Chris Connolly, uh, being right under Hector there, what, what out of all of that struck out to you to be, you know, what, what, what do you feel out of what you heard there? Uh, he sounds very aggressive, and he likes to play on offense, and that's what I'm excited to see. For once, I've never been so proud. I've been at UPS I've been with the company for 17 years, and I've never been so excited to be a part of something in my life. I'm yeah. extremely proud right now. Very proud of me. Yeah, I, I think a lot of uh, members out there sh share your sentiment. Yeah. Oh, quick, and what's up? Um, he's very aggressive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to sit back and play defense anymore. I want to go on the offense yeah. every day. Joan Elaine has a question. Joan Elaine, we got a question for us, Joan. Or do Could you want to just too? talk? Good afternoon, darling. Thank you for joining us. You want to touch on what you heard or you have? Yeah, I mean, like okay. 804 and 89 both have amazing um, skills and contracts with UPS and, and they're aggressive and Vinny goes after it. James goes after it. So I'm really happy with those two being named to the Eastern Region um, package car. I don't know what the official title is. No, it, well, it, it was to be some kind of grievance. Yeah, um, it's a grievance committee. Panel. Yeah, right. so grievance committee. Yeah. Jamie, don't James talk is in the central. Don't talk to me, Jamie. Don't, Jamie, uh -oh. stop. Uh-oh, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know these other people, but that makes me really happy that Vinny and James were named to uh, to take on UPS, so. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion because a lot of people are saying that, you know, what what did, what did Vinny Perone get appointed to? He got appointed to the Grievance Committee on the East Coast. So he has three different divisions, which is the Central, West, and East. And uh, Vinny Perone is the director of uh, the Grievance uh, Committee on the East Coast. Meaning or that South, too. As far as South? What? Yeah, the South one, too. In the South one? There yeah. is a South one, yeah. I thought he said Central, yeah. South. Okay, so, they, I mean... Whatever. Uh, so what he's doing is, uh, I think, is a great idea because that uh, committee, that grievance committee down in Florida, when uh, the Hoffa people went down, it was a total joke. And they was uh, either um, bouncing heads, I mean, uh, deadlocking every every grievance that went down there, and there was no fight to it. And it, it's, Could it's, someone explain what exactly the, the grievance committee do? do? Well, I think uh, the whole thing, uh, Jamie, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, because you might know a little more about it than I do, but I think it was all coordinated, like um, it was all consolidated at one point, where if you had a grievance 
that ended up going to the higher level, which was at the IBT level, it would be heard on their level, but it wasn't like this, where it seems like Sean O'Brien's breaking it up into regions now, where every region will have its own people dealing with that particular grievance of that region, you know? So, I mean, that's the way I see it. And I think it's a great idea. So with something with something like that, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that, but even, even just dealing with local 804, where we have certain t certain names for grievances, shouldn't they make a sort of like an outline for, of grievances for everyone to be utilizing? So, something like a seniority grievance. You know, you have an outline to whereas, because you, you get some of these grievances, it, it's, it's all over the place. You understand what I mean? Well, Jamie, that question that you have is pretty much being answered because that's exactly what the idea behind this regional um way of handling things is because since everybody was handling it from one point now that he's doing it regionally those people and as you can hear in his speech he wants to keep a constant communication so mm -hmm. that something that's happening somewhere else or it's he's basically said straight out that it, it's going to happen they're going to do right. it if it works one place they're going to do it somewhere else so this way we already know what's going on in one area and then those guys get in communication yeah, with the but, other people that, from the other region. That's not what I'm speaking about. I'm speaking about the actual grievance form. It's not Where about the grievances, Jamie. It's about the panel system and, and right. coordinating the cases across each region and within each region. So if 804 right, is right. fighting has, an issue, hasn't panel New England always is fighting regional? an issue. Hasn't panel always been regional? It's not changing the panel system. It's changing the way we approach the panel system. Correct. Right. So in other words, if someone is, is if, if UPS is trying something in Kentucky and they're fighting with their panel, they're now talking to everybody in the central and they're talking to anybody else around the country. And when grievances and panel decisions are made, everybody is getting those panel decisions yeah, and coordinating those panel decisions. Everybody's on the same okay, team. So, 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 so is Sean O'Brien naming somebody like a czar, like a panel czar to, you know, coordinate all of these panels? Well, I believe Matt, Matt, Matt Higdon, Higdon was put in charge right. of the whole okay. Okay. thing right. nationally. That makes sense. Okay. Right. So Matt Higdon was named the National Grievance Panel Director. And then now he has a director and an assistant director in each region. So in our region, it was Vinnie Perone and and uh, the- Joe other, Forty. And Joe, right, Forty. So- um, and then every other panel. Go ahead, Dave. You had something? Yeah, yeah. No, real quick. Uh, Matt Higdon's actually my principal officer at oh, 728. Awesome. Um, oh boy. Yeah, I've known him for many, many years. He appointed me as a steward 12 years ago. So he's a good dude. He's he's uh, he works very hard. So that's really oh. awesome to hear. Okay, great. It's good to know we have somebody good up there. I see Carl Morial has his hand raised there. Mm -hmm. Carl Morial, is there something you wanted to add, or you had a question? Yeah, uh, what's going on, everybody? What's um, going on, Carl? Nothing much. I didn't get to listen to the transition update, but I thought that Vin I thought I saw somewhere that Vinny Perone was the was the Eastern Division Dennis Taylor. I thought they took Dennis Taylor's job. No, no, no. That's what everyone. No, no it's not. It's, no. it's not the small package director. I, he haven't named anybody for the Paul uh, small package director yet. So yeah, we're yeah, waiting on that. Wow. Okay. It sounds like they're like him and Zuckerman are, are going to run everything. That's what that, it sounds like. That's how it made it sound the last call, yeah. He did say the last call there was going to be a package division director. So I don't know who that is. 
He did say that he's going to announce somebody as a small package director. He said there was going to be one. He said that he and Fred were going to be in charge of the negotiation, but there was going to be a small package director. I don't know, Greg. I didn't hear that. I didn't I hear that. Say, not this week, though, the last time. Fred, no, the last, the last transition. Negotiations. The I did last. not hear him say he was going to name a small pack director. Yeah, the last the last transition meeting, he did say that. He did say did exactly okay. what uh, okay. Greg is saying. That uh, I think he's... that needs to be a multi-person job. I think Dennis Taylor, you know, seeing as how we're the biggest... Uh, the biggest organization as far as, um, you know, UPS has the most Teamsters in it. I think we need to split that up a little bit, even if we, I, that's why I thought that's what I saw because I, I, I was under the assumption that they were going to split it up by division and have maybe two or possibly four different package directors. Okay. I agree. That's what I thought we did today. You're right. That's what I thought. I didn't know it was only in charge of the grievance panels. I thought he was naming Vinny and James as directors of negotiation. Right. I guess at this point, it's only a matter of time before they bump Vinny up, because that needs to happen. <laughs> well, I think that's a pretty good position, though. When I think about the, like Hector was talking about earlier, when we've had our panels go down and they'd have to go down to Florida and deal with it on that level, um, it usually just got bounced back and it was just like, it was like deadlock after deadlock and you're saying to yourself, come on, man, somebody's got to make a decision here. This is bullshit. And, and so, you got to understand that these grievances that go down to Florida to, uh, to clear water to a nice area, um, they, they go there because they've been in the panel system for years or months right. and long time just to hear just to go down there to say we deadlock on the situation you know, it's just a waste of time, waste of Teamsters' money. It's a paid vacation for UPS Ex executives. Exactly. And, it, and yeah. not only UPS executives, you know, the Teamsters also, because they love going, putting in the grievance and, and not fighting it. I mean, it's just is a vacation for everyone all around. It's like a get-along, get-along kind of kind of feel out there in, right. in Florida. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop. It needs to be... Uh, what Sean O'Brien said, it needs to be controlled by the The, the whole panel system is a joke. The fact that a decision can get deadlocked tells you what a joke it is. There should never be a majority of one side or the other. You know, there should never be a person that could deadlock a grievance decision. Well, let's move on now. Uh, Greg Kerwood, what did you think of uh, Sean O'Brien's last transition uh, conversation with the rest of us? Speech. Well, I think... Uh, I like the idea of coordination across the board. I like the idea of all the departments working together. Um, I certainly like the idea of coordinating the grievance approach across the country. Um, I mean, the panel system does suck, but that's, that's something that has to be negotiated. Uh, it's not going to be simply just changed by us. Um, I think that that's the right approach. I, I think we've got a, a lot that we're going to have to see how it works going forward. Uh, I, I really want to see how this contract committee thing gets put together um, and what the approach is going to be as far as getting people ready for this, because it's not that far away. It's right around the corner and, and we need to get uh, we need to get ready to go. So need to get that ball rolling. Absolutely right. And the uh, look at that cat. Well, that cat is just as big as you, Chris. Damn. Um, I like also that he's got he's, he basically said that he was going to have rank and file members deal helping well, along with this committee and dipping into a talent pool of 
of tons of teamsters that are willing to help out. And I think that's a, a huge deal also that he's willing to let people in and let us, you know, voice our opinions and be heard. Uh, a lot of times during these contract negotiations in the past, it's like, I feel like I didn't hear anything till the very end. And it was like, okay, we need you to vote on this. And it's like, really? What the fuck? You know, here, here's what's going to happen. Here's what you're going to get. Vote on this. You, like you know why we didn't hear anything until the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, you know, Jamie, uh, Jamie, what did you think of the transition uh, conversation? We can't even Was see him. I don't understand. I, I don't understand yeah. what Zoom yeah. is all about. You got to put on the video. I mean, what do you got a bad head? He doesn't, doesn't want to show us I didn't that put ugly put my bug. video on because I'm moving. I'm moving around, so I don't want to distract anybody. Okay. Toto. But, um, I have a feeling I we're thought, not in Kansas I the anymore. Same thing like like what Greg Turwood said, man. I mean, I just like the fact that there's going to be communication amongst every, all over. I just like the communication part. You know, that's, that's something that's very much needed. You know, without the communication, we're, we're, everybody's lost. So I, I love it. All right, guys. I, I went on the TDU website uh, and they gave, a, they gave a key point announced on, you know, for the meeting today. And it says that he, he shows... Uh, the directors and the assistant directors for each region, each region for the grievance procedure, but it also says there will be an international representative named for each region. So it sounds to me like we may have four package directors. That would be interesting. And that actually would probably be a good idea. That would be actually amazing because like I said, where, what do we have? One point. No, how many, what do we take up? How much of the, the whole uh, Teamsters? 400,000, so. All right, so almost almost half or a third. So we definitely need more people to, uh, to help, you know, negotiate that. And just for those that just started listening from Local 804, I'm getting a lot of texts that everybody's thinking that Vinny was just named Spole Package Director of the East Coast. That's not the case. That is not what happened here. He's basically got named to the Eastern Region panel for our particular situations on the East Coast that have panel situations. He will be the director of that, and he does have an alternate director. Uh, moving on to our brother, David Allen. David Allen, what did you get from the transition? Talk to me, brother. How'd you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I got to agree with Greg on a lot of things. He kind of hit the nail on the head. The one thing I, I do appreciate him doing is doing new moves, taking risks, you know, people are going to make mistakes during those times, but you know, if you don't take those, make those moves and, you know, make changes, that's the only way we can make changes like taking risks and uh, hoping it pays off. And if it doesn't, you know, you got to forgive them and give them another shot, you know, but you know, if he, if he literally sits back and does nothing, you know, <laughs> we're going to have more of the same. So, you know, and I'm glad you touched on that because that's one of the parts that, that struck me. You know, he admitted that there will be mistakes made. You know, everybody makes mistakes. And then again, he defied insanity, you know, that whole doing the same thing and expecting a different result, you know. So when, when you listen to him say that and him saying that he's going to look at things and they're going to see what's not working and try to take them into a different direction and try things out. I think that's important because we haven't had that. I mean, these, if it feels like the old IBT, as much as we love talking about them, it was like they kept running up against the wall and they just kept running up against that wall again. And then they do it over again and over again. 
it's like, come on, you know, obviously what you're doing is not working, especially in, 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 in grievance circumstances, our own grievances that we've dealt with, aside from grievances, um, just the organizing strategy of the union period over the last 20 something years. I mean, there's so much restructuring needs to be done. And I know he's got a lot of work to do, but I feel that by listening to him, we picked the right person because he's looking at it as something that's a work in progress. He's going to continue to be building these committees and building a coalition of, and, and you see, I, I also love that he's talking about like what Greg was mentioning, the fact that he's trying to consolidate things so that everybody can work with one another and we're in touch with what's going on across the country. You know, that communication is so much, it's, it's key to our survival. You know, we need to start talking to one another and discussing these things so that we could move forward together. How about you, Hector? What did you feel about this transition? Because I know you definitely were listening and we heard it over and over again about three or four times. So, I mean, I was I was expecting him to announce the small package division uh, director. Yeah, I we, and I thought and I thought it was going to be Vinny. But I mean, it's still a good thing that Vinny's in the uh, grievance committee as a director, because, you know, I always used to hear Vinny come back from uh, Florida and, 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 and he's, he's the type of guy that he don't like wasting his time. And he, every time he went down to uh, represent 804 for grievances and he came back with a depressed face saying, you know, it was a fucking waste of time because these fucking Hoffa people was just dealing and, and having drinks with management and enjoying the whole week. And, and when they came down to discussing the grievance, they deadlock everything and there was no argument there. And this is why uh, it needs to be changed. And I'm, 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 I'm happy that uh sean o'brien knows that there's a problem down there in panel there's a, a world i mean it's a, a division problem is a regional problem is everything is a problem down at the panel when it comes down to grievance and him splitting it up into three different regions i i i i like it i like the fact that he's doing it is four i'm sorry for uh craig he's uh fixing my uh mistake Correct. Uh, <laughs> Correcting your mistake. Yeah. It was at yeah. this moment. Four four regions. He fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> so uh uh those I mean he's he's planning it out right. Uh and I'm looking forward to uh March twenty second when he gets sworn in and uh anybody that wants to go to uh uh Washington, you can't. I can't. I lost out on on a room up there. So whatever, it is what it is. That. Yeah, I'm still talking about it because the hundred and sixty nine dollars that I spent on that room, they, which will they won't cancel or give me the money back. Uh, I, wow. I wanted to be there a hundred and ten percent. I wanted to see the new transition, uh, the new whole thing, and I wanted to see people get fired because I know Sean is going there and say you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yes. I'm curious, what do you think about having a, a multi-person package division, you know, package division directors as, as fo instead of one person handling it all? Well, I mean, the more the merrier. Okay. The more the merrier. I mean, one person like Dennis Taylor wasn't good. I mean, he, he, he was shitty. Uh, he... This this twenty two four language. This is my main concern about this twenty two four language. This twenty two four language needs to get the hell out of our contract. In some regions, it's good for them, but in our region, it's no good. Uh, I don't like it. I never liked it, and I hope that you know he kept he keeps his promise and 
go after the company and get that language either straightened out to our advantage or get the fuck out of our contract. Uh, and with that said, I mean, everyone knows that, you know, in Local 804, we have layoff going on. And we're going to talk about that in, in a few minutes. Uh, Lou Barbone is waiting anxiously to talk about what's going on in Local 804 with these layoffs, how this company just is, is, is fucking running over this contract with the layoff language. They just don't give a fuck. And um, if you want to get into that, Tony, right now, we'll get Lou Barbone to talk about what's going on in, in the Melville section. Uh, Lou, you on, you on right now, Lou. Hey guys. Hey Lou. Uh, before you touch on that, Lou, you want to touch a little on how you felt about uh, Son O'Brien's transition speech, and then touch on whatever you want to talk about with the layoffs. <clears throat> I mean, it was good. I just like Jamie said. I just like how uh, there's all these zooms keeping everybody informed throughout all the process of everything. It's something that's never been done. Um, you know, it's what we do in local 804. It's nice to have transparency at the IBT. So that's really all I have to say. Obviously, Vinny, that's big news, too. Yep, you got it. All right, so talk to us about these layoffs and how it's pissing everybody off. Um, the, the layoffs aren't in all the buildings yet. Um, both the buildings that I represent, Laurelton and Melville, there, there are affected uh, members in both those buildings. It's a handful of other buildings. Um, as Like we knew, the company just is going to screw up the language. They're going to look to screw the members at every turn. And that's exactly what's been happening. They're finding new ways to make sure members um, take the layoff or take the days off. They're forcing members to split shift when we feel that they don't have the right to do that. Um, the 22 fours, uh, for instance, in Melville and Laurelton, well, not so much Melville because we have full-time preloaders in Melville. So they're getting their eight consecutive hours but in Laurelton, I believe in Foster too, Rosario, where you are, they're forcing the 22-4 as a split shift. And it says in the, in the national, Suffolk, um, probably Yonkers as well, um, they're forcing them to split shift. And in the national language, it says eight consecutive hours, five days a week. So they're already violating the contract there. We have labor managers pretty much agreeing with us, but they're still doing it. Um, I had parking lot meetings in both my buildings to kind of rally the troops. Uh, I was there in Melville on Saturday, yesterday morning, handing out flyers because one of the, one of the things that they're doing is work in Melville anyway. Uh, they're working trainees Saturdays only, 22-4 trainees Saturdays only. So they can continue to advance work from Monday and pump it out on Saturday. And now they're being laid off in Melville and I believe Suffolk as well. Um, so I'm not okay with that. These trainees are being lied to. So I stood at the front door and um, I hand out a flyer and I explained to every trainee that they're being used and that they have no chance of making book because they're, I asked them all flat out the last three weeks, did you work Monday through Friday? Every one of them said no. So you work Saturday. Yep, we worked the last two Saturdays and today. I said, it's simple math. Just do the math. They're, they're screwing you. You're not going to make your book. So uh, it worked out really well yesterday in Melville because the, the, the thing that we've been preaching, you can see it on Facebook with Vinny. There's been back and forth with some members who don't agree. But, um, you know, we've been basically saying, why would you work a six day when your brothers and sisters are being laid off? Why would you do them any favors? Why would you allow them 
to to pump out extra work from Monday so that more people can be laid off on Monday. It doesn't make sense to me. Some people disagree. They have the right to their opinion. Um, we're on the same page in Melville last Saturday. Three people worked the sixth day. This Saturday, two people worked the sixth day. Um, that with um, two of the trainees that I spoke to quit on the spot. Uh, they were hanging three loads in Melville yesterday. And, you know, hopefully that work didn't get done and it gets pushed to Monday and there's less layoffs. I don't know if that's the case or not. But, you know, the message, we, we just have to stay united always, but more now than ever. That's really the message. In the parking lot meetings, I'm really just reiterating things that we should be doing every day all year round. Not doing favors, not cutting corners, not using our cell phones. I mean, it's calling in overweights. Like, this is all common sense stuff to me, but, you know, it needs to be reiterated and it needs to be enforced now more than ever. You're absolutely right. What's pissing me off that guys are coming in on six-day punch and with seniority, you know, they're saying the seniority thing. One particular guy. You know that 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 I can't I can't I'm a I'm gonna put him on the spot because I have to put him on the spot because you can go SWAT. He put me on the spot, so I put you on the spot. So Mr. Guess uh decided to come in on a, a six day punch, you know, and then he's he he's he's bitching about oh it's seniority, why wouldn't I? It's layoffs, jerk off. It's layoffs. So you come in on a six day punch, the layoffs are gonna continue. You know, seniority. somebody out on a Monday. Exactly. You know, and you, this is the guy that want to run for office. You know, he's not looking out for the members. He's coming on a six day punch. And I put it on blast because that's what I do. I don't give a shit. Come to me. Come to me. I'm Hector Fortis, business agent. Come to me. I'm putting it on blast. That's right. You come in on a six-day punch, not caring about these 22 folks getting laid off or anybody else getting laid off, and then you say, "Is well, I have the seniority. I, I'm allowed to do that. Yes, you are allowed to do that when everything is running right. You're allowed to do it. But right now, we're in a situation we got to get united together and go against this company that's doing these laid offs, and you come in on a six-day punch is not good. It's not good. You're not looking out it, for your members. It's, it's a sacrifice, and, and I make sure that, that my members know that. I understand. We all understand. It is a sacrifice. I wasn't an overtime guy ever. So the company never had me by the throat for money, but I understand people need money. It is a sacrifice, but it's temporary, just like the the 22 threes and the, the combo helpers and the full-time helpers and the 22 fours being laid off right now is temporary. So is this little sacrifice that that some of our members have to make. And that's right. Absolutely. We're putting out. We're, we're putting out a fly. We're putting out a flyer right now that we are passing out to all these trainees. That you got to make forty to seventy to make booked. You know, you're not going to make it with one day a week. So you know, you got to make a decision. Are you going to continue doing this one day a week, coming in to try to make book forty to seventy? Guess what? If you do one day for the next couple of months you're not gonna make your 40 for 70 and guys if you can... I, I got a, heck i got a question Lou, wait I got wait a question wait wait, wait wait don't don't fucking interrupt me first of all okay wait wait raise your hand and you'll have a question to ask okay because when I I, once I went all right so wait to wait so wait so wait till you get answered to before i mute everybody but i when i get into my shit i need to let it out and not get interrupted so you know, we're putting out these flyers. You're not going to make your, your training is not going to make these 40, 70. So why even bother? Get, you know, go get another job that's going to give you five days a week. 
in the contract, they're supposed to do five day consecutive days a week. They're playing with you guys, whoever's training, whoever's listening as a trainee. If you have a friend as a trainee, listen, go get something else because then you're not going to ever make book doing one day a week on a Saturday. Carl, what is your so important question? Okay, my my question is... I think I, Joan was first, just for the record. Okay. She, she was. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Carl. Okay. My question is, how is it that this company can still have trainees, people that have not obtained seniority, while we're going through layoffs? Why are they allowed well, to... Did, 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 did they sh maybe, technically, maybe they shouldn't be, but Saturdays, there's no layoff. There's no layoff in Melville on Saturday. But but it le but the one day of a, of no layoff leads to four days of layoffs. I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> I get it. But that day in particular in question, there's no members laid off in the building. But the company should have to fire these trainees because essentially, oh, I agree. I agree. They're we, still we, taking work from from people that have seniority. We have, on we have tons of different grievances in jurisdictionally. Um, one would be that there were trainees working when the layoff started. Uh, I know my Melville stewards put in grievances because uh, when Suffolk had the layoffs first, uh, we had in Melville, we had trainees working and we had probably lower seniority, 22 fours working, a whole bunch of different grievances. We've grieved the eight hours consecutive for the 22 fours. Um, there's a whole bunch of jurisdictional grievances that we've put in. Well, I'm one of those people All right. that normally will work six days. And I had a I had issues with the six days. The reason why I had issues with the six day punches when they started the Monday layoffs is because of the, I don't, I don't know as far as every other building. I'm just speaking about my building in particular. Mm -hmm. My building, the people that were being laid off mm -hmm. are the people that are so-called runners or the people that take, they don't come in on Mondays anyway, or the people that goes up on the belt, load their trucks, the people that do things that we always tell it's them not, not to do. every single one of them. And even every if, single and most, one of them. Well, every single the, one of them. All I'll building. say is that more, more than likely, that those those members that you're speaking of also don't have a lot of time with the company because they they are on the layoff list, so their seniority right. probably so, isn't so, high. So, so my you my you thing can't give was, up on them either. So my thing with the six day punch is why am I going to stop from making money or just coming in in general when the layoffs is affecting the people that. We try to tell to get united or to help us out or to do this, and and they just say fuck you. So well, maybe, that, this that, their, wait, maybe this wait, is their wait, wake up call right now. Right. Well, so yeah. that was my issue. But being that we stayed, we had to stay united. I haven't came in on a Saturday since. But that was my whole issue. Is here it is. I'm doing something to help them. But since they started, they haven't done anything to help us. So that was my issue. But like I said. I haven't came in. It is what it is. I think at this point, the recommendation uh, from us at Local 804 would most mostly be, one, if you're not on the 9-5 list, get on the 9-5 list. I mean, like Lou says, uh, some of us are got, some right. Some of us have to make sacrifices for the greater good of our membership. Period. And I think if everybody's on the nine five list and a lot of workers stop coming in on this sixth day, I think that's going to create, you know, uh, 
uh, culture where the company is going to have to end up putting these people back to work because uh, they'll be that's, paying out too another, much. But even, but even then, right. Anthony, I know. But even, but even then, Anthony and Lou, if they're laying these guys, let's say we don't come in on Saturday, they're laying these guys off on Monday. These guys are not going to work the preload and unload, whatever. They're going to come in on Saturday. You see what I mean? So where are what we winning at? Who are you talking about? The, the people, I, the, the ones people. being laid off. Right, they're going to well, come they, in on Saturday. Good, let them work Saturday. That's the point. Right. What's wrong with so, all of you? So, don't you want them to come in on that Monday to do their lo their local sort and pre whatever preload and local sort? I want them to be able to work. Period. I don't want to see them right. laid off. And so, I think so, if we stand so, together and we stop working those Saturdays and letting them work those Saturdays, if we get the guys on the nine five and make sure that not everybody <laughs> is fiend out for overtime, I right. think that so we what, could. So what I'm saying though is, if they're laid off on Monday, they they should come in for the preload and the local tour. They shouldn't come in on a Saturday. Well, Greg, you, you want to help me out here? <laughs> um. No, no, I don't want to help you out. Can I help you out? Can I speak? All right, I'm going to let Lane talk. Yeah, she had her hand up. They should have come in on Saturday. They should work on that Monday. Listen, Jamie, stop. No, you stop, Jones. Jamie, sit the fuck down. That's right. You tell him, Joe. You tell him, girl. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm all about Teamsters making book and employing Teamsters and having them work. That's my number one priority. But we're talking about 22 fours here. And why was the 22 four position originated? Why, why did it become? Because to drivers, the nine fives. Exactly. Drivers were bitching about overtime, right? So the company agreed to this 22 four position to ease the overtime on drivers. And I understand that there are a lot of drivers that like the overtime. There's nothing wrong with that. But now the company is using that against us yep. and drivers are working on Saturdays and laying off 22 floors. It's a double-edged sword. Like, I mean, I want these guys to work, but at the same time, Saturday work is laying off regular package car drivers on Monday yep. and 22 floors are not scheduled on Monday. So now but, they're but it's being- a really, It's a really simple solution to me. And, and I said it to the labor, my labor manager, it's eight consecutive hours. You're saying that there's not enough driving time. That's fine. There's not enough package work to deliver. Then work them four and four. Straight. Right. Well, that's what they started doing during peak in my local. I don't know what they did up there, but in my local, they started making that. Up a local right now. This, is, right. this they, is why they were created this position. And so it's a perfect solution to the volume <laughs> that maybe it's dropped a little bit would be to work them eight hours consecutive. Four and four, Nothing five and three, they whatever they want. Right. Well, that doesn't solve. That doesn't solve the Saturday Monday. Some of the smaller buildings um, don't have a twenty-four hour operation. We have four buildings in our local that do. I think thirteen that don't. Uh, but for but somebody to only work one day perfect, a week though. and hope to make book on that is crazy. Well, that's why it, it was is pretty crazy. successful yesterday. They uh, two of them quit on the spot. Yeah, and that combined with with only two people working a six day, one of the, the managers that covers Saturdays came to me at the front door and um, he's just like, what are you doing? And, and right. I said, I'm uh, talking to the trainees, what's up? And he's like, what are, you, what are you saying to them? I just had to quit. And I said, I'm just telling them the truth. 
that they have no chance of making the union book. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm up front. I'm honest with them. I tell, I told them all too. I said, great. I said, I don't know why they quit today. If you told them, I'm just telling them what you told them. Right. All right. Call Mario. So, Lou, has- how do you see, Lou, how do you see this playing out come negotiations with the 22 four position? I want it eliminated. I don't know how it's going to play out. Well, we all want to eliminate it, but <laughs> like you guys, like we're not at that point here where 22 fours are only working one day a week. So it's got I mean, nothing like, to how do with we use this? Not regardless. Go ahead, Jamie. Now you can talk. You know, you get you get hurt. Jamie, Jamie, you get hurt if you don't talk over people. Wait till they finish talking. No, no, and then nobody talk. was speaking, Hector. So, so, so now, stop. Nobody was speaking. Now, go ahead, Jamie. now go you ahead, can Jamie. speak. Nobody was speaking. Okay, you want me to mute Just you? Little, well, I don't I know. What you want? Are you going to ask a question? <laughs> no. What I was saying was. He was speaking as I was telling Joan that he was speaking about the trainees working one day a week. The 22 and 4. Oh my trainees. God. Oh my God. She didn't understand. Okay. All righty then. Let's move along now. Uh, I believe Greg Kerwood uh, actually spoke with the person who hey, decided to create the 22 4 position. What's that? We're waiting on the car. Call, 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 call. What, what's your question? I had my hand raised. Yes, Lou, you did. It sounds like you're the one that's that's spearheading this whole thing. Um, what do you mean I'm spearhead, spearheading what? Like all the layoffs and everything else. Like it sounds like you're really focused on this. It's going to go Joe Pesci. Well, you're I breaking mean, up, Carl. Carl, you're, you're come little, on, man. You, you, you're, you're, you can't even hear you, Your little red riding bro. hood hoodie is like uh, going in and out. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Not really. Okay. My my question is, is that how many people are, um, how many new hires do we have that we can possibly let go, and how many people do we have laid off? Because the company meaning, meaning how many trainees? The company, yes, the company should have to get rid of trainees first. There's really um, driver trainees. Uh, I I'm not sure about Laurelton right now. I have the stewards after yesterday. And I saw the trainees in Melville. I had the stewards looking into it in Laurelton and Melville. There's really not that many left. Uh, after yesterday, there's two less. Uh, there's probably maybe, I don't know, maybe 10. I don't know about the local. But it, again, it's not, it's not affecting all buildings either. What what I don't what I don't like about the language that you know if if the company's gonna do the layoff list I mean they should lay off every trainee in every building and 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 you know but you know we 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 fuck ourselves also because I I heard guys that given the opportunity to come inside and work in pre low and they decide oh no I'd rather just collect unemployment and come one day a week and I. Support the pension by working one day a week and getting my medical, but I'll, I'll come on, call, turn it off, man. I can't hear myself. I'm gonna mute you right now. Hold on. I spoke okay. to all the 22 fours and whatnot in my building and all my RPCDs about how important it is that you come in and work the split shift because we're slitting our own throats and it's unacceptable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll say this though, because I, I started I started on the twice shift almost 19 years ago. It's not it's not easy split shifting. It's no. not easy, and I know I spoke to uh, a one twenty two four in particular that's getting each. They they have the ability to get each straight in Melville starting around midnight. Uh, his wife is a nurse. He can't do it. He literally can't do it. So, 
you know, it's a change of life. It's a change of hours. It's just a shitty situation overall. Exactly. Yeah, and we are Jay at Dub. Local 804 having some of them work one shift and then grieving for the rest of their time. Correct, Lou? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so is it possible to lay off all the trainees around the local and unfortunately have to displace people and move well, them from I mean, centers to fill those holes? Is that possible? Well, one of, it, it could be possible, but our, one of our contentions is that it's eight hours consecutive, five days a week, and they shouldn't have to leave their building. You have to lay off. They have to start laying off part-timers if they have to. But 22-4s, as we see it, don't have, can't be laid off. It says, spot, it says eight hours consecutive, five days a week. They have many options. Load and drive, drive and load, straight load. There's many options. That's why this classification was created. I don't really it see can't how be it's laid off because they can do any job. Doesn't That's make any saying. sense. Exactly. I don't understand how they can argue that they're laying them off when they're they have. It's the not an argument they're going to win. They're getting away with it currently, but they won't in the future. Yeah, it's a, it's it's clear violation of our contract. Um, and they they they're calling it layoffs, but like Lou's saying, they're they're not, not really layoffs. layoffs. It's more displacing people, you mm -hmm. know. And it's 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 getting to the point where it's ridiculous. They're trying to trick them into thinking they have to split shift. And, you know, like Lou says, it's very difficult to get up at three in the morning, do a job from that time till about eight or nine when the drivers come in, go home, take a little nap, get back to the building around six thirty, seven o'clock and then work again till 11, 12, whatever it be, and then do it all over again. I mean, from 12 to what? Sleep two hours before you have to come back well, into they, the preload? They, they're playing games, too, with the start times now. They they have the Laurelton guys coming in at, like, 7 o'clock at night till 11. Uh -huh. uh, by the time they punch out, go home, it's midnight. They have them coming back in at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. There's, like, there's no, there's barely a break there. Yeah, that's that's insane. The biggest some guys, break was Some guys live on Long Island, coming from Queens. So they're getting home. They're telling me they're getting home, uh, you know, 1230 even. Then, then at like 2.30, they have to leave to go back. So they have a two-hour two hour gap. It's just, you know, gas. You know, it's, it's the, whole, the whole package. They're just trying to deter people from, from split shifting and working. Or, or not even that, just trying to, you know, maybe even force people to want to quit so that they could trim the fat, you know, that they bulked up on all. They got to be careful about that because, because they, before they rate, especially the part-timers, because they're laying part-timers off in a couple of buildings too. Uh, right. Before before peak, they were having some serious serious hiring issues in our local. So I don't know that they want to lose too many people because <laughs> we had some serious serious hiring problems on the part time shifts. So, yeah. so and, know, and the part timers I, are in an uproar everywhere over the MRA. So Tony's not protest all over. So Tony's not reading any messages, but J Dub just wrote uh, messages, a couple of messages there. This is, you know, Anthony's job. But anyone that's, that's not scheduled to work on Saturday should never come in because it screws up the work for Monday and unless the company call people to stay home, which is right. He's right about that. You know? Also, our brother Lou Vasquez says, tell us, to tell you the truth, there's a lot of guys looking out for themselves and not the union. A lot of people are money hungry. And he's also right about that. that. You know? So a lot of, uh, you're right. There is a lot of writing over here. Jesus yeah, he um, also said it's funny how the layoffs started right after Vinny started talking to them about a pension increase. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
It's always the union's fault, right? No exactly. matter what. It had well, nothing I mean, to do I with really, the being scumbags. I know the, vo- the volume may have dropped a little. I don't think it's that drastic. There's a lot of buildings that aren't even affected in our 17 buildings. But the thing with drivers getting – I see drivers in Laurelton getting in at 930 at night. I'm in the Melville Twy. I see drivers getting in at 8, 830. I have 9-5 grievances being submitted. So combine that with all the overtime with – the eight hours consecutive, I don't even really see the need for the layoff. They're just pin, they're just uh, penny pinching, and the, you know it's the same thing. The, this this new CEO, she's cutting every possible corner. So that's my contention. I'll yeah, tell you, Joe, Joe I'm Lane. very upset because. Go ahead, Carl. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset hunt. because this is the first week that I actually was able to file a nine five grievance. I went over, so you know. Volume's actually getting heavier for me, and they need to stop laying people off so I can get in under nine five. Yeah, that's why. That's why everyone should get. So I mean, it's in the contract. You, everyone's on the nine five list. You just got to grieve it, and no one's grieving a lot of nine five. You already on the nine five list because that's what is original. You don't have to opt in. You can opt out of the nine five. But right now, everyone is on the nine five list. So everyone that's getting violated should be putting in grievances. Is that so? That because there's a lot of is that there's a lot of members that don't that don't know that they think they have to opt into the nine five. But didn't you see the the writing that ten, ten, Dennis Taylor said that you know they extended the 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 nine five list from January now into April? Everyone on. Those are feeding off of the old list. Right. If you never, if you never opted in, still you have still to, have opt, to in. opt in. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure we're clear on that. If, you're, so not, if you've never been on the nine five, right? Well, if you've never been on the nine five, you do have to. Oh, opt I was in. going on the impression yeah. that everybody's on the damn nine five I'm list. Very, well, I'm very lucky in my two buildings. Like, not. <laughs> it's Melville, especially. There's like, I'm, I think ninety percent of the building is on it. Laurelton's really good too. There's a lot of drivers in Laurelton on it, so I don't really have that issues in in my two buildings. The nine, I think in 2020 when COVID was really really crazy, I, I think just Melville had like uh, in between 100 150 thousand dollars in nine fives. It was insane. So I, I don't have that issue. They're starting to come in now. Yeah, one of our brothers, the Irishman says uh, we all need to stick together those that come in on the sixth day are a disgrace to local 804 i mean you know listen uh, again uh, it's recommended just you know don't work the sixth day don't definitely don't work your vacations that's just like crazy and then on top of that get on the nine five list you'd be helping out in a situation that's really becoming dire and people really need to stick together on this uh david allen over there in roswell hub are you guys experiencing anything like this in Georgia by any chance? Not really. No. No layoffs at all. No. I mean, or the twenty-two fours. Yeah, uh, they definitely there's they're cutting routes. You know what I mean? Um, and it's tossing people around. And the twenty-two fours is kind of a sticky situation because generally, if they're, they're going to start pushing their eight hours. They're going to put them back in the building to work their eight hours in the building, pretty much just peeling labels off of bags and stuff like that. Yeah, our brother, our, our brother Joey uh, from uh, Forster Avenue also says they're slamming more stops into single routes instead of splitting them up. 
evenly amongst other drivers to create more routes, et cetera. So this, that's, I mean, it sounds like they're doing similar over there, but they haven't done any layoffs, layoffs. No, they haven't done layoffs, but uh, I did get word that they're going to be cranking up even harder next week. So. Okay. Well, it's good to know. I wonder, uh, how about Greg over you by you in Boston, any layoffs or any talk of layoffs or displacement as they say? No, no layoffs. Um, we don't have, I don't know if you guys have, but we, you, we don't have uh, one, like our, we have to go this through this layoff process for us. We have, we used to have one day layoffs, um, but we got rid of that for our PCDs because of the 22-4 language. So if you come in, they can't lay you off for a day. So we, we don't have an issue where somebody's laid off for Monday or something like that. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a possibility. 22-4 is I still I don't see how they can argue that they're laying them off. They would have to move them inside. Well, that's what they're doing. They're they're not laying them off. They are moving Let's them around. Them. But, yeah, yeah. But you can't. I mean, the, the the language is clear. They get eight consecutive hours with no more than an hour and a half break in the middle. So I don't see how they could argue they have to split shift. That yeah, it's no sense. It's ridiculous. It's the company trying to do. They'll lose that later do. on. They're just forcing that. You know, they're just yeah. cramming it down our throats right now. Yeah, they want to play these games and it's something they really can't win, but they'll try it. And then when it, you know, of course, because they like to make everything take forever, go through the arbitration process, get in front of an arbitrator, so on and so forth. But in the end, they're going to, you know, they're going to be biting their own ass. So it brings us back to the whole panel system and the arbitration process. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) It takes too full circle for everything. Full circle. That's just the way that I am. I mean, um, it literally wrong, brings us back to why twenty two four was a bad idea. Yeah, but that's just just. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the way whole that I am. premise of this position was to bring us here, where we are right now. But that's just just um, that's just the know, way that I am. You know, there's like I mean, no um, benefit to the twenty two four position. These guys are being screwed left and right. Regular package car drivers are confused as to what you know, their rights are, whether they can work or can't work, layoffs, no layoffs, who works on Monday, can I work on Saturday? And I get that some drivers want the overtime. I don't have a problem with that. Some drivers like the overtime. That's why the 9-5 list was always voluntary. But in the 22-4 position, these guys basically have no say in what their work week is, what their workload is, how many hours they can drive. If they try and press their eight-hour work guarantee, then they're forced into working into the hub either before or after driving. And if the company needs them to drive for eight hours, then they're forced into that. It's like this whole language needs to go, period, in my opinion. I don't see saving it. Yeah. I mean, you spoke to the architecture of the 22-4, Greg. I mean, was this in his plan? Like, No, I don't. No. No. He made it very clear that that he created it to solve a single issue in his local and uh, that in hindsight, it was a bad idea. Um, I don't know anybody could have read this language and not seen all this coming, but that's, I, I, you know, but in reality, the 22 fours is not 22 four drivers. It's called the 22 four combo driver. Right. So, you know, the issue is, is that in, in other supplements, David may have this too. They have they have these drivers who are part time. They're part timers and they're allowed to drive, but they don't get any benefit 
from driving. So they don't get any progression credit. They don't get any, build any seniority. They don't have any limitations. And so they can jerk these people around for years, putting them on the road, taking them off. They come into work, they throw them on a truck after they preload for a few hours. And so this guy's purpose was to eliminate that, get rid of that option and create more full-time jobs by just putting this combo idea into black and white print. The problem is, is that the rest of us never had that issue in the first place. And so now it's just made an absolute mess. Right. That's what I remember uh, you talking about last time. That's why I'm like, you know, things like that. And this is why it's important that Sean O'Brien is talking about doing things the way he is, where we're communicating with one another, because something like that could have been essentially implemented in a particular area where it would have been useful, but not across the board where it's affecting us. That's why you see, like, if you talk to people on the, on the West coast, they'll say, no, no, we don't mind the language. We just want to it to be defined that they have to drive a certain amount of time or they have to be inside a certain amount of time right to them a lot of it was a good idea it just you know they feel like they were just lied to that it was going to be a combination Mm -hmm. whereas the rest of us are like scrap the whole freaking thing it all sucks right well you know and there's a lot there's a lot of talk on how they should have had some kind of um request they should have been able to put in request loads like we are and they should have been able to you know there's, there's a lot of things that they weren't given in the language that that could have been given but it is what it is we're beyond that we're at the point now where we're looking to remove that language hopefully and we'll see where that goes but um let's touch a little bit on social media because i know this is a topic that we spoke about on david allen's show and it's also been a topic that's been affecting a lot of members now that social media presence is so big um with TikTok and instagram and facebook and twitter and they have so many different avenues now with with uh social media and all these people are starting to get all these members of ours are starting to get themselves in a little bit of trouble some of them were lucky enough to get their jobs back some of them have not been so lucky they lose their jobs right away especially depending on how what it is that they were portrayed doing is being looked at or perceived and you know these are all things that we've been discussing over time and we were able to touch on it just a bit at david allen's show so uh, we'll start with David since David is the why, one. Why we gotta, Why we? They just got to go on, log on to David's stuff and listen to it all over again. I mean, what are we gonna repeat it here? I mean, no, no, no. We have a lot more people here that are dealing with the issue in different areas. That's why. So we're bringing it up here. They could listen to what we talked about on the show, but they can't hear what Greg has to say about it. What our brother Chris Connolly has to say about yeah, it. I have a question. Yeah. How is that guy Silvio from Miami not been in trouble yet for all of his posts? Oh. All day long. All day he's posting. I'm like, dude, go to work. <laughs> Silvio's the really big beefy guy, right? Yeah, he's like four foot eight. He's like four foot eight, but like he's got yeah. like 78 inch pythons. Silvio, <laughs> Silvio's the really uh, muscular. From Miami. Yeah, he's from Miami. He's a bodybuilder, apparently, from well, Miami. That muscle you was trying to make? Or was that your muscle? It doesn't, yo, <laughs> listen. I'll show you the guns, Jimmy. Listen, I All love. Right? I'll get I, you I, some I, tickets to the gun show. Listen, baby. I, I love fighting guys like that, with big guys like Chris over there. I love that. I love picking yeah. fights with them because, you Hector, know. You're not a small person. I'm not a small person, but I guarantee you, you're I could like I, I move. Guy. I could move faster than you built you you uh you built guys bodybuilders <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i'll just try to kick him in the knee 
Um, but listen, uh, David Allen. I don't know about the words Bass and Hector in the same sentence, but all right. <laughs> so, Dave, you talk about a little bit about social media uh, real quick and uh, why you thought it was important. Uh, yeah, I guess it all ended up uh, you and you, uh, Tony and I had a conversation on the phone one day and we were talking about these stories that we've come across back and forth of like, you know, people getting terminated for leaving like really dumb social media posts and stuff like that figured it would be a good topic to touch on. Um, yeah, for anybody who hasn't seen my channel, it's the Roswell Hub, just look it up on YouTube, it pops right up. And these gentlemen right here were nice enough to come on. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, I think I actually got a lot of messages about it. Uh, a lot of people, I guess they were not at that much in tune with it. And then this is the other thing I've gotten a lot of messages about because there's plenty of people out there that they'll post stuff that is pretty innocent for the most part, you know, someone doing push-ups in the back of his package car or like, you know, maybe they, uh, I guess Bobby Hoyt does this thing now where he puts uh, a little heart on the info notice and stick it on a FedEx truck. Um, <laughs> and you know, that, that stuff's cute and all, uh, I, and I don't know how much the company really cares about people that do that stuff, but they're definitely looking at the people that, that try to push the envelope. You know what I mean? We, we had a, uh, we had a member, um, a few months ago, go to panel and see an arbitrator. They, they discharged him because he lent his jacket and hat to a customer and the customer filmed a TikTok video. Uh, so they fired him. Um, we actually won his job back at panel, but uh, yeah, it's not something to, we, we're constantly telling our members not to mess around with social media and their trucks or their uniforms. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> well, that member definitely got his job back, thankfully. Um, how about you, Greg? Have you dealt with that issue in your uh, local with members just doing silly things on TikTok, trying to be cute, as they say? Uh, we've had it. I don't think anybody's actually gotten fired for it, but it's certainly, it, it, I, I think it comes down to stopping and thinking before you do anything because people get in the habit, the social media habit, I, I guess I'm not young enough to know, but you know, they see things and they go, Oh, that'll be funny or that, Oh, that'll be cute. Or I'll share this with my friends. And you have to realize that it's not just your friends and you're putting it out there. It's out there. And, and, you know, whether you share it with three of your friends, they share it with 10 of their friends and 10 of their friends, and suddenly it's all over the place. And if you're going to portray this company in, in a light that they don't like, they're going to come after you. And, and you know. Listen, I don't want to take the shine off of the Roswell uh, because he's the one who came up with the idea. He got me and Anthony to uh, talk about it. And if you want to listen to what I have to say, I, I'm not going to say it all over again here. Uh, but you <laughs> describe to uh, the Roswell. He's got he's got a lot of uh, a lot of people that look at him, and I and I just uh, saw on YouTube he's got over a thousand three hundred prescribers and uh and that's that's great and everyone should get involved because if you're not listening to it here on the union power radio you can listen to on uh roswell and we also greg has a media hub uh page that is moving up everybody's is coming now into that media because everyone wants to learn what's going on out there we have different formats you have our format here on the union power radio that i don't give a fuck type of format you have some nice formats that you have roswell he curses he curses he curses <laughs> <laughs> uh 
But uh, we have a lot of different formats uh, that you can learn what's going on out there in, in, the, in the world with Teamsters and how do you become a good Teamster? How do you organize? Uh, Tony right now is, uh, is I, I consider him a organizer. Uh, he's out there. I mean, I've been out there. I've been out there. And now it's his turn. And behind him is going to be somebody else's turn to, to organize and get involved with the union. And I want to talk about organizing. And also, Tony, you, you have a stuff going on. How is that going with organizing with these Amazon mother efforts? And Well, no, this, that's a whole different topic for sure. Uh, uh, we, you know, the teams has already said straight out that right now the organizing effort would be focused on Amazon because they're such an essential uh, company. They're this big mega corporation who's been you know, um, driving down industry standards, standards that Teamsters like ourselves had fought for for decades, you know, for us to get where we're at, to get the pensions we receive, to get the benefits we receive. And, you know, so, you know, it's time that, that uh, you know, thankfully Sean O'Brien uh, started up a little before him, but thankfully now that Sean O'Brien is taking a range, we could take a more aggressive approach and we could really start trying to, you know, come at not just Amazon, but any other of these big major corporations, Walmart, um, any one of them who's been getting over on on low wages, paying people basically, you know, way below industry standards, um, not offering pensions, not offering really good benefits. It's time for unions in general to start uh, building up, getting stronger, building up, you know, we need heavier union density. We need to start coming back strong and uh, start taking on these corporations. It's very important. We really need to start getting together and it comes with uh, internal organizing, which thankfully John Palmer was named director of. Um, and you know we have to organize within and, and try to strengthen our membership, right? And then after that, we strengthen our membership. We create these strong uh, memberships, uh, members that are ready to go out and, and build what we've built here somewhere else you know, and these other corporations that are getting over. And I think that's part of the key. So yeah, it's been really awesome to be a part of that for sure. Um, but yeah, um, if anybody else wants to know anything about it, you could DM me, you know, let me know and, and I'll give you a little more conversation. Another thing that we want to do as far as internal organizing for our own brothers and sisters here in Local 804, we're going to be having a meeting that was started a really long time ago by a our vice president, Chris Williamson, he used to call it the Breakfast Club. And at this Breakfast Club, it started with a group of part-timers himself, getting people together, organizing, getting this group of part-timers together. Because the part-timers always felt like, you know, the, the unforgotten ones, the redheaded stepchild of, of, of the company. And now that it's now that we really need them to start not feeling that way anymore, it's time for them to see that they're more valuable than, than people try to say they are, we want them to start coming together and we're gonna bring that back. We're, we're doing our best now to bring back the part-timers breakfast club. We are gonna have our first meeting on March 27th at the union hall at 10 a.m. Chris Williamson will be there 
and a few other uh, of our part-time gurus, and they'll be explaining to the part-timers um, about one, what they want as far as contract negotiations for 2023, because it's real important. A lot of them complain about the wages. They complain about how they're being treated, complain about the break time. And, they, and they're right. They have reason to complain, you know, because it sucks to be paid $15 an hour to do what they do. It sucks to have to wait a year or almost a year to get your benefits to kick in. Why? If you're already paying dues, it, it makes no sense. So there's a lot of stuff there that, that definitely needs to be spoken about. And this will be a place for them to go and voice their concerns, voice their opinions, and let our leadership know what it is they want as far as contract negotiations from their mouths. You know, And um, I think it's a great idea. They'll also get education on their rights as far as being an inside worker you know, uh, how to deal with harassment from overbearing supervisors, um, you know, and, and it, I think it's going to be a great thing to have and, and try to keep going for like either bi-monthly or monthly to have these meetings. And of course, it's geared for part-timers, but anyone is welcome because a lot of times it's good to have people from other classifications know what it is they're going through so they could understand. So if you got drivers, full-time drivers coming in, full-time package, and you got combos coming in to listen to their stories, then they could kind of get the sense of what it is the part-timers are dealing with because a lot of times they don't know. You'll get a driver say something stupid like, ah, this part-time, I didn't know what he was doing. He screwed up my truck. Well, why don't you get up at four in the morning, load four trucks that took you 10 hours to unload, and you come tell him how he can do it better when he's doing four trucks, not uh, delivering 300 pieces, but loading over 1,200 pieces in a matter of four hours you know, I mean, come on, there's, there's a lot to be said there. And I think there's a lot of drivers that don't understand the job. And uh, I feel like these meetings are going to be moving forward are going to be very important for our local. And I think a lot of locals should start considering doing if they're not already should start considering doing things like this. Well, well, um, I'm a full timer and I will be there speaking on behalf of Forsterville to help nice. the part timers on from Forsterville. So I'll be one of the speakers there. Thank There's you, Jake. There's, There's more Forster people there than anything. <laughs> Forster <laughs> represents, baby. Forster's coming around. Anyway, I want to give a shout-out to the guys that ordered uh, these T-shirts that you see they're in plastic now because they're being mailed out to the people that order uh, the T-shirts, Union Power Radio T-shirts. Uh, you know, everyone asks me, is it union-made? Is union uh, it's out of my house, and I'm a union member, so <laughs> it is uh, it's done by me. Uh, these are the shirts. Uh, when you see them in plastic like this and you see the one I have on, I do them myself. I have uh, when we had the pandemic, I bought the whole equipment because I was just tired of being home and being on the – look at that. That one is union made. That one was union made, the one that Craig has. Uh, this is also union made because I make them. Uh, the shirts are made in America. And uh, the design is made by me. And if you want a Union Power T-shirt, you know where to reach me at. But uh, thanks to the guys that uh, I, I have a bunch of orders there. And uh, thanks to the guys that are ordering these uh, Union Power T-shirts. I also have this one, which is the Irish Min one. Uh, to your to your good. So if you call me up and uh, let me know what you're looking for, I'll definitely get it out there. So God, nice. All right. What else do we got on the agenda? Joan Elaine has her hand raised. Oh, Joan, you got something for us there, lady? 
Yes, Tony, I got a couple things. First yeah. of all, <clears throat> on the social media thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure that you've noticed that Carol Tomei has embraced social media. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> She's out there everywhere saying what she has to say. Yeah. Um, after my live videos went viral, I got called into the office with UPS management and they tried to make me sign a social media contract and I refused to sign it. You don't sign anything because they wanted to use my social media posts against me and try and fire me. So for anybody that does what they do on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever they do, make sure you use a disclaimer like David does on his YouTube. Yes, David, I subscribe to you. Thank and you. Hector and Tony do on this show. Make sure you use the disclaimer and make sure you're not on the clock and you cover any UPS brand, okay? <clears throat> Because social media still you still have a right to be heard. Listen, I I despise being on social media while you're at work when you're on the uniform. I like I said it in Roswell. You know, you're getting one view. I mean, is it worth your job to get one view? You're not going to be a star overnight for having to, to discuss how your load is, how it's going to be, how the day is. You on the clock? You know, you you're not going to get. <clears throat> famous by you know having your someone that one view that one view could be management viewing you and looking. but like people like me don't do it to be famous heck we do it to expose our working conditions you just get famous despite yourself yeah but you know, you know i mean it, it's not about <laughs> you've been famous. you've been in facebook about... jail i don't know how many times <laughs> i'm in facebook jail right now <laughs> you, hey, you, quick. you um, like a criminal uh, on Facebook because you've been <laughs> in and out of jail so many times. But it's not about getting. Don't drop it's the about, soap, Joan. It's about, it's about exercising your rights, and I have a right to expose my working conditions, right? Mm hmm. Go ahead, Dave. You wanted to say something to that? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, just real quick. Anybody who wants to use the disclaimer I use, I have absolutely no qualms on that. You can, you're more than welcome <laughs> to, to steal it and use it. We need to right. get as many people involved as possible. So what have, you're saying is if you put right. out the disclaimer on any video that you post, you're okay? Because I don't think even if you do that on the clock, you're going to be okay. No, no you're you right on that. Off the clock. You have off to be the off clock. The I, I, I set up rules for myself. I mean, I off the clock, out of uniform, you know, um, right. I try not to use the company name if I don't have to. Right. So people know what we're talking about, though. They now, get you it. have to be off the clock and you have to use a disclaimer. But, and, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But that call being security. Said, I, <laughs> shut up. That being said, I wanted to address the part time, full time thing. That's by company design. I worked 12 years inside. I was a part-timer before I became a driver. I don't have this part-time versus full-time issue. I've actually come up against drivers who have talked to preloaders like they're pieces of shit and I objected to it. I have a very good relationship with my loader. I don't know what it's like to do his job and he doesn't know what it's like to do mine. So it should be a mutually respectful relationship. That being said, part-timers do make up, what, 70, 75% of our workforce? So we do have to try harder to get them involved because they have to get involved, they have to care about issues, and they have to vote. So, you know, but I just don't think, I don't think that we should, like, 
feel bad because we're drivers or feel bad because we're full time because a lot of us started where they are and we do understand. So I don't think we as Teamsters should allow this part-time versus full-time thing to take root and grow is my point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that because there's the thing that burns me probably hmm. more than anything. What's and that? I get it all the time is, is the people who started part-time and go full-time uh -huh. and then look back <laughs> on part-timers like they're lazy and unambitious yeah. because they don't choose to go full-time. That absolutely fries my backside more than anything. Not everybody can go full-time. Not everybody wants to go full-time. And it doesn't make you some kind of wonderful wizard because you chose to go full-time and now you're a full-timer and you're not better than anybody else. It absolutely drives me insane. And I see it all the time. Drivers looking down their nose because they used to be there. And there's no place well, for that at all. Yeah, you know, agree. You have a lot of... Can I say something, Anthony, if you don't mind? I mean, you can, but I answered your <laughs> post in the same way that Greg just answered it. Can Jamie I just actually say, put can a I post like say, that on our Facebook page. Can I just right. say and, one and, thing? And, and I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, no. I did the part-time job, so I take offense also because there are members that just want to be part-time. There's a single mother out there that has children that just wants to get a livable wage and go home to her children after four or five hours of work. There's somebody out there that's young, that's going to college, that just needs a couple dollars to help pay for books and do what he's got to do but, so he, but, he but or she can go to college. I'm just saying the job shouldn't be like either you know, or. You should but, have but the option. But it wouldn't be eliminating the part-timers, Anthony. It well, would be just it would you would still have part-time positions. It would just be more full-timers. You would still have the part-time position. Because remember, they can only have a certain percentage of 22 fours and a certain percentage of combo helpers or combo drivers. So you're still gonna have a good a good number of part-timers, but majority of that preloading and unloading would be a full-time position to where they will be getting a higher paid salary. You're not eliminating them at all. No, that, but Jamie, some people like, I, the reason I stayed part-time for 12 years was because that's all I needed. I was working for the benefits for my family. Right, so, but we're not, we're not eliminating them, Joan. What I was yes, saying, but well, not everybody wants to go to a full-time position is what Greg said. And that's, right, what, that's what Anthony said understandable but that's that's what i was saying in my post what i was saying was man, that they can start using the 22 fours as everybody said inside and outside uh, and the, the combo helpers or combo drivers inside and outside instead of in our in some of our buildings you have these inside outside they don't right. come back inside they just not do everybody outside. wants to be full-time that's the point but they are for these ones are full time and they're able to do inside outside. If anyone right. if anyone wants to ask a question, the phone line is open 347-403-0705. Uh, the phone is back in in full effect because we had it off because of the Zoom, but it's a phone if you want to call in, the number is 347-403-0705. Well, can I but say I, something else? I don't think I don't think that we should allow ourselves to be put in a position where we're part-time versus full-time. I think the company's doing that by design. I think that's right. what the 22-4 position was all about. We're all Teamsters. We're all in this together. I want full-timers to have a $15 per hour starting wage. I want full-timers, I mean, 
to have a to have better working conditions. I want that for them. Every job should earn livable wage. I'm not anti part timer. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have this issue with loaders and and part timers that some of you do. Um, so, you know, I, I just I don't I think it starts with us individually. That's all I'm saying. I've never had a well. I've never had an issue with any part time or it never affects me. I'm I'm always here for them. I'm always I've always been helping them. Always been trying to help them if they want to go full time, want to drive. Right. I right. come in on my day off. I teach them how to drive. I I've never had a if they even if they load the truck and I have I love off routes. I don't care. Give me ten off routes. I love them. Right. <laughs> but I've never had an I've never personally had an issue with them. But um no. I wanted to I wanted to say something as far as it's not pertaining to social media, it's pertaining to those those um cameras, I guess whatever you call them, those cameras that when you go to the people's houses and you're on camera or when right, you go to right. doorbell cameras. Or the doorbell yeah. cameras. Right. Or when you go to people's businesses, you're on the you're on Campbell and you're being recorded. Right. You have to be careful yeah. what you say. Even if you're not speaking to the customer itself, you have to be careful what you say in people establishment because you're being recorded and they're gonna send that recording to the company how how you're how you're being cursing or you're using bad language or whatever. You have to be careful and then the company is gonna try to discipline you for that because you're being Saying right. those words, and in, in especially in a school or something like that. So just be careful what you say around. You know, there's cameras everywhere. Just you know, monitor what you're saying. Even though you're not speaking to the customer, you're on the phone every, with someone. Every driver, every driver, right. when they're in uniform, and I'm a driver, should be conscious of the fact that they represent the company wearing the uniform. Right. So right. you should be professional at every single one of your stops, no matter what your relationship with that customer is. It should always be a professional relationship. Agree. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you do definitely. Uh, I mean, cameras in general. I mean, they're just everywhere now. It's people just have them in their pockets. So, <laughs> anytime you're doing something, we've had uh, uh, times where drivers just got really disgruntled and said a couple things they didn't, you know, necessarily want out there. But because the person that they were yelling them at to was either recording them privately or without them knowing or their friend was recording it ends up getting out there and something like that ends up with 60,000 view and that could be your ass. So, you know, you got to be very careful, especially what it is, what, what you're saying or how you're acting again, when you're wearing the shield, you're working for the company, you are the face of the company, you have to be a little more responsible on how you behave. Right, okay. right. What's the, Tony, what's the company, what's the company line protect, is it protect the shield? Is that what they say? Protect Something the like that, yeah. yeah. Protect, protect the shield, shield yeah. protect yeah. the shield. Yeah, I mean, listen, I get that, but you know. Uh, Chris, have you ever had a situation where a driver got caught like on a ring doorbell cam or did something stupid like that? Throwing a package or flipping? The well, there was time. one guy who threw it at a dog took a, ba a box this big and just chucked it down on the dog's head. And it's like, what are you doing? The only time recently was one of my guys, a uh, newer guy, 22-4. He, he's never in the office for anything, but the one time he went into the office, the center manager brought up his TikTok account, which got a couple million views from him running from a dog. He set up the camera and said, look, there's a dog in this yard. I'm setting it up in case I get bit. That's why I have proof. So he went up to the doorbell, the, the uh, German Shepherd got loose, chased him out of the yard, he got a couple million views on it. And they only brought it up to him when he was in the office for attendance during the pandemic. 
Otherwise, that, that uh, he, he just had to sprinkle that in there that, yes, you're being watched on TikTok, you know? Unbelievable. And they call him the dancing queen because he's got a lot of nice uh, nice dance moves on TikTok as well. <laughs> back his truck on lunch. <laughs> but other, other, other than that, it's been fairly quiet, fairly quiet out in Suffolk with that. Oh, yeah. aside from twinkle toes there. Yeah. <laughs> now, question to a little spinoff here. Right. Now, with cameras using it in our favor, is there any way we could in the future maybe use a, a GoPro cam when we get an OJS ride or anything like that, you know, to protect us from harassment and show an arbitrator or show a panel that we are being, you know, that we're being harassed the whole entire day and being screamed at on, on an OJS? That's ooh, that maybe yeah, something that, that would we... be the sound because you can't. Yes, yeah? yes, yes, has, you can, but you have sound, permission uh, to you can't record, record somebody's voice. It's yeah. right. You have to ask permission without their I consent. mean, because there's guys that go in the office now and uh, management says, Are you recording us? And they sit down and say yes. And then the management starts recording the uh, the meeting as well. Exactly. You have to yeah. ask permission. If you're okay. in a mutual consent state, it's a yeah. state yeah. law. You okay. have to ask permission. And if they say, yes, you can record it, then you can record the whole thing. So then now if they say no, can you force, can you, you know, force their hand to say that I'm not going to ride you then? You know, how, how does that work? Well, first of all, when it comes to rides, first of all, when yeah. it comes to rides, you grieve every ride. Yes. No matter what their reason is, the second the supervisor comes to you as a driver and says, I'm riding you today, you go to your shop steward and you file the grievance and that grievance has to be heard by your center manager before the ride can happen. That's, uh -huh. that's your right under the contract, first of all. Second of all, if they do not allow you permission to record them, you are still allowed to document your day, which means you can have a notebook, you can take notes, you can take photographs, you can record like they gave you different stops that day or they took stops off of you that day. You can document everything about that ride. That is within your rights. Yeah. But if they if you're in a mutual consent state and they say, no, you cannot record, then you cannot physically record the ride. Okay. But you can document everything. Like our brother uh, Brian McCuckey says here uh, in the office during discipline, New York is actually a one party. Uh, one party wiretapping law. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know it's different than some places. Massachusetts is two party consent. Right. Here in New York, it's one party consent. So, right. Here it's mutual. So, if, they, if yeah. both parties don't agree, then you can't record. So, if it's a one party consent state if in New York, then yes, you can record it. You don't have to ask permission. Yeah. I, I believe on Dave Allen's show, uh, there was a comment I, I noticed when I was watching the social media one we just did, where one of the members asked, well, isn't technology not allowed to be used to discipline a member? So I guess what he's trying to say, if you're on TikTok and you're doing it, isn't he trying to say, isn't that technology also? So, I mean, I would say, listen, technology can't be used against you for the most part, as far as, you know, like uh, telematics and, and the door being open as you drive and stuff like that, because that just gives them a reason to follow you. They can't actually so why use... put it out there that you're stealing time. You know what I mean? Why right. Right. Like right. I, I mean, everybody. I, I think the technology in that sense wouldn't the save you because you're working on the clock and doing things you shouldn't be doing. Tony, yeah. the technology language specifies that it cannot be solely based on technology right, right so it's not closing the door on using that against you it's just saying 
I think that the language says that um, you have to be observed by a management, uh, uh, by, a, by a person in management. So they can still use technology, but they cannot discipline you solely on information gathered by- It can by be combined, yeah. Do I have that right, Jamie? Jamie? Yeah, <laughs> you have to be observed too, yes. Yeah. Right, it has to be observed behavior. So. Correct. So for that guy who had that question on technology on David Allen's comments, um, yeah, technology cannot be used against you for the most part, but yeah, it, it definitely can be used against you when you're doing something on TikTok and you're dancing around on the clock, or if you're on comp and you know you decide- Generally to being stupid. Pick up, you know, start pumping weights and stuff on video. Yeah, not, I, not I want to touch up on uh, 22-3 combos that I just went through this week. Uh, uh -oh. There was 22-3 combos, you know, when the 22-3 combos, either you're a pre-low or you're a local sort. So you got to do four hours in, four hours out. So it, it just brought to my attention that 22-3 was doing all eight-hour work outside and wasn't even coming into uh, preload, it wasn't doing preload, and wasn't doing uh, local sort. And the reason it came out, and this is this has been going on as far as I know uh, for the past two years, because one of the one of the twenty two three came up to me uh, when I was there one night. And he says, "Why am I'm the only one coming into uh, local sort?" I said, "What do you mean?" He says, "The other guys don't come in; they stay out all the time to do the helper." eight hours and then they never come into preload and, and and that's a problem it, it was a big problem and and i and i it, it was a can that was open and i opened up a big can because i got everybody involved and and now you know they got to do what they have to do do four hours in and four hours out and then i get a call like yo why is the union you know enforcing the contract this is what this is the kind of shit that i get what do you mean? Why am I enforcing the kind? You guys got away with it for fucking two years. <laughs> why are you enforcing? Yeah. You're why bullying. is the union You're making bullying. a big thing out wow. of this? Because wow. I, 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 it's convenient for me that I can stay out there for a whole eight hours. I said, you know, but that's not your job. Your job is a twenty-two-three combo, which is you do four hours in, four hours out, and then you go home and get your guarantee eight hours. You, we, we, uh, the union got you a full time job. You were a part time before, and by you doing what you're doing and not coming in, you're you're preventing others from becoming full time twenty two threes. So how is the union for? Oh, you're making a big thing out of it. You should just leave it alone. No, you are violating the contract, and I'm here to enforce the fucking contract. So if you're listening, your ass better be going into local store or preload four hours, four hours in, four hours out, because you know you, know, you got away with it for two years because I just found out about it. But God damn it, I am so tight that it took two years for me to find this shit out. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you bringing this up, man, because as Jamie knows, I've been dealing with this way before layoffs and I started on the supervisor working grievances. I started adding um, supervisors working, blah, 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 doing this, this and this. And on top of that, 22 threes are not coming back to the building and neither are the 22 fours. And then I put in the request the same thing. Have 223s and 224 combo jobs start coming back to the facility in the request also with all the other stuff that's added. And 
little by little, I started seeing them trickle back in. Now I'm not going to go and tell these 22 threes uh, combos that, or they're not even, we're calling them combo helpers, right? I'm not going to go run and tell these combo helpers that, you know, uh, you have to come in because that's not my job. I'm telling them this is the law. You should be coming in, but you know, I'm going to continue to put these supervisor working grievances in and this is how I'm going to write them. And if you don't like it, it's on you. So I started getting them to come back, but there are still a few that won't. And it's the supervisor's job to get them to come in. Now, that's where I'm finding uh, that that middle ground, Hector, where I'm like, I don't want to be that shop steward that's trying to discipline my own member because I can't because that's I'm not instructing the workforce. Well, you're not instructing the, the workforce, but it, it, it is what it is. And right. this is what I did. I, I called right. the center managers. I said, okay. you guys want to play this fucking game? Then we're going to have a game to play now. Because you need to tell them, and you can't keep them out there for eight hours. You need to tell them they need to stop, and you need to bring them in to do it. And this is where, where all the layoff shit comes into, because all the work is being done by these helpers uh, eight hours out right. there. So they're helping out a, a driver. So if you help out a driver to get them in on a certain time, which I get is four hours, but you now I, I call the center managers, I call the, the preload, the local sort manager, Local sort manager says it's better for him for those guys to come in because he's got 10 guys as trainees at local sort, 10 yeah. trainees. If those guys come in, they eliminate those trainees. I mean, I, we want more union workers, but the thing is that they're using 10 trainees in the local sort for four guys that should be coming in and right. doing the local sort. But right. not only that, they stopping the, pe the, the members that are waiting to become full-times they, they, they pull in, they, they say, how am I doing that? I said, because you're working out there for eight hours and you're not coming back as a local source. So that means the company's going to abuse the shit out of it. He goes, well, I, I did it more than 40 days. Can I become a 22, uh, can I become a full-time helper? No, because you already have a full-time job. You can't go from 22-3 to a full-time helper because you made 40 days. That 40 days should be put to the guy that's waiting to become a full-time helper. But isn't that isn't that isn't that them working out of classification? How no, they're not working out of classification. They the only thing they're doing is instead of coming in doing four hours in and four hours out, they doing all helper work. They so they come in in the morning, they go out with the driver and they stay the rest of the day with the driver and do eight hours there and don't come in to do local sort. Okay. Now they right. their job is twenty two three combo. That's how they got the full time position. So they got to do four hours in, four hours out. But the company so is being on the road being on the road for eight hours doesn't put them out of classification. The company is abusing the shit out of that because gotcha. here you got part timers that want to go out as a helper right, to right, make right. extra money, but they can't do it because these guys are staying out there the whole eight hours. Gotcha. You understand okay. what? I'm and also yeah. when more they, than eight hours. Yeah, more than eight hours. I mean, some of these 22 threes are making, you know, $1,200 a week with the overtime right. that they're doing over there. So, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair. And, 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 and I, you know, the guy called me up and said, oh, why the union making a big Because you're violating the fucking contract. Hello? You're violating my contract. You're violating everybody's contract. And I'm going to, and, and luckily, I said, you're lucky you got away with it for fucking two years. Hold on, Jamie. Hector, just to be clear to other part timers, how is it unfair to them? 
What do you mean, how is it unfair to them? Well, spell it out for me. How is it unfair to A, B, C. A, B, C. So if the guys are out there doing eight hours of full-time when they need more full-time combo helpers, they're not going to hire them because these guys are doing eight hours a day out there. Exactly. Okay, so that's how you that's how you holding back a person that wants to become a full-time uh, 22-3 combo because the company's saying, why are we going to hire some more 22-3s if we have these guys doing what we want so them to do? So if you hold them to the contract, then they have to hire more people. Exactly. That. And that goes to say also for the ones that want to work the preload and go jump on a truck afterwards, it's the same thing. There's a lot of kids that, that are looking. There's What's a lot of kids that are trying to make extra money, and I get it. You know that that 15 bucks an hour, it's tough, and if they can jump on the truck for another few hours, they can make some money. But again, it's hurting that position. It's hurting the ability exactly. for us to have more full-time helper jobs. I want to exactly. make an announcement, and it's going to probably. I'm getting this from a pretty reliable source. So uh, from what I'm understanding here, O'Brien named directors and assistant directors for each region for package. So um, I don't know if he did that on the call or the, the way it sounded didn't come on right, come off right. But apparently New York local 804 president Vinnie Perone will be is being named the Eastern Region Package Director. And local 25 business agent Joe Foti will be his assistant director in the Eastern Region. That's what I'm that, hearing. Well, well that's good, yeah, but we, that's not what we heard. Yeah, heard <laughs> that's this is coming from a pretty reliable source. So I'm gonna say congratulations to Mr. Perone, and that kind of answers Carl's question: Are they gonna bring? Where it down you get your source from? Who who said director? that? I don't believe you. I mean, this is pretty much coming from the unless it, unless, unless you get away with it or not. This is yeah, he's full of you know. This is coming from the horse. It was at this moment that he I'm knew. Gonna, I'm going to wait for I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait for a bunch of fucking assholes because, you know, um I'm just getting this as uh, breaking news right now. This is not breaking news because you're not giving up who's saying it. I don't believe the shit that you're okay, saying right don't now. It. Don't Go fuck it. yourself we'll and it. your bullshit we'll sauce. All right. Somebody mute This is this is this is what I think of you right now. Look, it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be breaking down the package directors into regions, and Vinnie Perone was named the Eastern Region package director. That's what that's the oh, way. Oh, you got I that heard. same message. I got that. Yeah, same you message got that too. message too, right? Oh, oh well, then yeah. it. I I got got that but why? So but many, why so you guys are getting messages wrong. and I'm not getting shit? So you fall a fucking full of shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're, you're, you you're and Jamie. Get you get, get you guys right are getting now. messages from fucking Forsterville or something like that. Everything is Forster, 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 Forster. Only the Brooklyn. Look, Brooklyn's in the house. You gotta play Biggie. You gotta play Biggie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but I'm no, pretty no, excited no, about no, it. No, 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 hell no, no, no. How do you handle when a combo helper? doesn't come back in and the manager or supervisor is not forcing them to come back in what are you what are you going to do then yeah, that's well, the tricky part there. That is a tricky part, but I haven't got to that point yet, but I don't think I have to because I put it down as uh, you know, 
these guys, when I start talking to these guys, they 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 just make it move because they don't want to hear me anymore. So when I brought it up to the management, they all got together, both centers and everywhere in the, the centers that I run and the package uh, and the local sort guy. And he was like, listen, don't fucking start hecked up with some bullshit. We're going to this is what is going to be done. And it was done. And I know it was done because I got the guys, the 22 threes calling me saying, why the fuck is the union getting involved in this? And I had to explain to them what the violation is and what's the contract about. And you and you can't make deals with fucking management and to benefit you because you're fucking making your deals. You one person that could probably get holding back three other jobs and you're making deals with management. And I'm not going to go with that shit. And so far, if the guy decides not to come and the, the managers decide to do different than me, then you know what? They're going to have to deal with me every day that I fucking put pressure on them until they say, fuck it, no more. Uh, I, I do have to see if there's a grievance involved in, and I had, that will have to speak to our director of operations, Josh, because if that is, if that does happen in not only in my centers and other centers, then we should grieve the 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 person i mean we should grieve the company of what they're doing they're violating the contract and the 223 uh combo language well i would what just call vinnie brown and ask the director of package himself well <laughs> hector, hector 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 and tony and even jamie let me ask you this when it comes to peak and they're using helpers like that Sometimes they use inside preloaders as a part-time helper. Sometimes they use peak help. I, I know that the, um, the driver language is supplemental and we allow part-time drivers, which I hate, I hate that language, but, and then we allow casual drivers and then you have the 22-4 positions. So we always have to tell the driver when they get hired, look at your pay code. What's your pay code? Because that helps the business agent understand what position in which they were hired. So let me ask you this. How do you combat when they have these drivers that they're not using? Because we have this language that says if a casual driver covers a trip for 30 days, then that becomes a bid trip or that becomes a bid driver position, yada, yada. So now how do you combat when they use these casual drivers, 22 fours or peak hires as helpers? Like, how do we make language that benefits them in those positions? Bet. Carl's got his hand up. Carl Morial has his hand up. It's like. All right, listen, you lost me. Thanks, thanks. No, I'm I'm just saying. You lost the. I was raising my hand because I saw on the Facebook page that. They are announcing Vinnie Perone as the uh, package um, director package the Eastern region. Okay. Package director. Yes. All yeah. Right. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, I just got a text from another Forsterville person. I still don't believe you, Forster people. Listen, I got a question from a member. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let me get Jim. Give me that question one more time, because I don't think yeah, everybody. Uh, no one that. was actually. I I got lost. Yeah. When was, they okay, when won. peak happens, right? Yeah, we get we get helpers, right? <coughs> Seasonal helpers. Well, uh, yes, a couple right. of years ago, due to COVID, right. everybody objected to having helpers, which I get. Right. So over the last couple of years, they started using casual hires 
if they didn't have work for them, they would put send them out as helpers. They started using part-time drivers as helpers. They started using 22-4 hires as helpers. And we had that happening in our local and I had drivers coming to me and they had to fight because they were being paid helper rate when they were hired as drivers. So what I'm saying is, do we want this to be a permanent thing? And if we do, what kind of language can we use to prevent them from screwing these, what they hire as drivers into helper rate? In my opinion, no. I don't think that we want to set that kind of precedent. I think we want to create an actual full-time helper job. Thank you. That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. And and that's like what Hector was going back to. It's basically people working at a classification and it shouldn't be allowed. We should create a position for that. Exactly. Um, you have to be careful with how many full-time helper jobs you're going to allow because then you're just taking away driver jobs also. Right. Right. That's that's another thing, too. So we want to be careful of that. Um, that's why we have a percentage in our local. I think that you create the 22-3. Well, we already have the combo helper. We already have the full-time helper. And I think that those are the only helper jobs. That but doesn't 22-4 language allow them to abuse a 22-4 hire as a driver for four hours and a helper for four hours? I don't That's I don't think so. Sense. I think the 224 should either be driving on his own and going out to help in his package car and then coming back to the building to work either a local store or from preload onto the truck. I don't believe that they should be going out and jumping on a vehicle with anybody. But does the language allow the company to do that is my question. I you know the language is yeah, well, it's for driving. They do have comp they it do doesn't... have, they do, in my center, they use them sometimes as helpers. If, right. If nobody else wants to hop or, I mean, wants to get on that truck with the other driver, they do use them as the helper. If they, they, they pick it for that day. I mean, the language, as far as the driver, the 22-4 goes, though, it doesn't say they can help. There's, it says they drive a truck. So they should drive a truck. I don't believe that the language, I mean, if the company wants to use them for that, that's what they're probably trying to do, but they shouldn't. Right. That's my issue with the 22-4 language, period, is that they can just abuse them and use them any way they want for four hours a day, as long as four hours of their day is driving. Yeah. No, Joan, in hours, in hours, you can't, in hours, you have to put everything up for bid. If, if a route needs a driver as a helper or a full-time as a helper, you have to put it up for bid, and it goes by seniority. Yeah. If it gets to them, then yeah, but you just can't automatically put them on that assignment. And yeah. then me as a RPCD, I, I can't pick it. No, you can't do that. Yeah, we for have helpers? Daily, we your, have helpers da your helpers are big jobs? They have four. No. For day, if that route needs a helper, if that, if for that day, if that route needs a helper, then, then it goes up by, it goes up a bit for us. Oh, uh, wow. We don't do that. No, we don't do that at all. I we're another... basically told we need a helper and then we're given a helper. You guys don't have full, they have full, full-time helpers. Yeah, we do have a few full-time full helpers. time year-round helpers. Okay, yeah. I got you. I don't, right. I don't think anybody else has that. No, yeah. we don't have that. Yeah, uh, we're pretty, it's pretty crazy here in New York when that happened too. It was something that was tried in one facility. It worked out there and there weren't too many all over the local. I think uh, Lou Barbonka, correct me if I'm wrong. And then during the pandemic, the uh, uh so many of them 
uh, were that were working on the truck and doing over 40 and 70, which with us, you know, once they do 40 days within a 70 day period, they have the job. And a lot of them ended up what called accidentals, where they ended up becoming full time helpers. Right. We... Uh, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a ton. There was right. some. There right. were a lot of inside inside. Uh, probably about half of those those 40 and 70s were inside inside. There were some uh, full-time helpers. There were combos. There, there were a whole bunch of stuff, but there were some uh, full-time helpers. Yeah. So basically, it was a it was basically a combo job. Well, originally, and then they they ended up just actually making a few full-time helper jobs at our facility in Foster Avenue. And then, from what I understand, that's, a few, that's where it started. Yeah. Yeah, and then gotcha. they tried it in a few other places. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, we got a question from our brother Joey Puntiel. Any language on route drivers having the same truck every day uh, if you're on routes from Tuesday to Friday? Because he feels like he's being forced on different route, uh, different trucks all the time. So he wants to know if he can have the same truck all the time. Well, I don't believe you can. I, I think if they move the, tr you know, the it's their trucks at the end of the day. I know a lot of drivers feel like um, they're they're owners of the vehicle and like this is my truck this is my route and a lot of times the routes do have trucks but it's not like a, a language that's set in stone unless again correct me if i'm wrong they can switch the truck out whenever they want i mean i've had issues where i've gotten into arguments with supervisors or managers over the vehicle that over them taking my vehicle for whatever reason and it's not like me. why you say your vehicle it's not exactly. your vehicle that's what i'm trying it's, to say it's, but, it's, it's the company's vehicle and they could do whatever they want they could change your loans the the work fits in there if you have a p1000 if they want to give you a stick shift 1000 or a one with fucking you know with one headlight whatever the fuck it is it's not safe of course but they they, they could i keep telling the Members, because it happened during peak. Oh, why they switched my truck? Why? It's not your truck. It's the company's truck. And as long as the work fits in that truck, you're going to be driving that truck. If it's a stick shift, automatic, whatever it is, it's the company's truck. We at the union, because they right away, oh, the union should do something about it. We can't tell the company what truck you're going to be driving their packages. It, it just is, is unheard of. So if you're there to do a job. The job is the same way with a stick shift truck or automatic truck. Uh, you know, it's the same job. You got to follow the methods and procedures doing the same thing. As far as the truck goes, we, we, the union, don't have the right to tell the company, listen, you need to keep him on that truck 100%. Back in the days, it was like that, that you had one truck for that route. But nowadays, you know, they switching up trucks on you and we can't do anything about it. Period. Especially on Mondays. On Mondays, they just flip-flop the work all over the place, and you're never going to be in that same truck. So, unfortunately, right. Joey, I'm sorry. It's it's you got to look at it. It's not your personal vehicle. It's not. You Hector's know, and right. Hector's right, and it's just another company weapon that they use. The truck is supposed to be assigned to the route, um, but it, it comes up to dispatch. Whatever trucks are available during the day, they've tried. They've done this with me many, many times. They gave me the worst truck in the fleet. They put me back in an old manual eight when they wanted to punish me. Yeah. Um, you saw that they scraped my stickers when I was oh, out. Oh yeah, it took all the you know, wow. So yeah. you know they make the statement that this is our truck, this is our vehicle. We assign it to who we want to assign it to. Yada yada yada, and. That's true. I mean, like I have a great BA and he argues with me and he fights for me because basically the truck is assigned to the route. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it, that's the language that I leaned on to get my truck back. So, um, you know, to answer Joey's question, yeah, Hector's right. There's really nothing you can do. I mean, it's the company's truck. It's the company's work. They can do what they want. So, well, um, I want to thank everybody, Joan. Thank you so much. We appreciate your input as always. Thank you, everybody else, for being on the show. It's four o'clock. It's actually four o one. I want to thank everybody for uh, being on here. Chris Connolly, Dave, uh, David Allen, Greg Kerwood, Luke Barbone, Jamie, Carl. Thank you for all for listening. Mr. Fortis himself, of course, the Big Bad Wolf. Uh, Roswell Hub, you want to uh, real quick talk about where the guys can see you or, or see the, your videos and your, on your YouTube channel? Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cut them off. Yeah, go on, go on YouTube. Just search Roswell Hub. It should pop up first thing, you know. All right. And give him a like. Give him a subscribe. He's got a good uh, amount of subscribers now. He can only get more. He can only go up from here. So keep keep looking out and supporting our brother David Allen down in Georgia. Uh, Greg Kerwood's got the Media Hub page going where all our media is intertwined into one place. Great idea. Uh, don't try to hide, Greg. And he's also got the uh, UPS 401k resource page that helps out a lot of Teamsters learning about financial advice, what to do with their 401k, how to allocate those funds. He's been a big help to me, and I'm sure he's been a big help to what? And I want to thank everyone for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Like I said, I do sell T-shirts. And I do make them myself as a union shop. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can reach me, reach me at the uh, Union Power Radio twenty two eight eighty at yahoo.com. Damn, it almost I almost had Is a senior. I almost union had a senior saying that. Union Power Radio twenty two eighty at yahoo.com. And like I said, every time we are, this is a radio station for the members, by the members. Obviously, you can see everyone's involved. We had a lot of listeners today on Facebook Live and and people that was uh, texting me about the beginning of the Facebook time. You know, Facebook usually cuts you off when you have some uh, different music that you have to say that, you know, I don't own the music. So they cut you off. Uh, So the beginning of the show on Facebook Live was cut off by... Everything else is regular now. And when I cut it off, I cut off, and then I play the music. So the guys in Facebook Live, goodbye. Thank you. Have a good week. I'm cutting you guys off right now because I'm going to play music. Stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. That's correct. And you can can read us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. Again, give us a like. Give us a follow. As you can see, as Hector says, this is a show for the members, by the members. Here, you can... Bring all your voices can be heard and all your concerns can be heard. So bring it on. And Let's happy St. Paddy's Day to all happy you St. Irish Patrick. brothers and sisters out there. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Goodbye. Peace out. Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.